Sertorio, give us leave, I pray, a while. We have some secrets to confer about. Now tell me, Proteus, what's your will with me? My gracious lord, that which I would discover, the law of friendship bids me to conceal. But when I call to mind your gracious favors done to me, undeserving as I am, my duty pricks me on to utter that which else no worldly good should draw from me. No, worthy prince, Sir Valentine, my friend, this knight intends to steal away your daughter. Myself am one made privy to the plot. I know you have determined to bestow her on Churio, whom your gentle daughter hates. And should she thus be stolen away from you, it would be much vexation to your age. Thus, for my duty's sake, I rather chose to cross my friend in his intended drift than by concealing it, heap on your head a pack of sorrows which would press you down being unprevented to your timeless grave. Proteus, I thank thee for thine honest care, which to requite command me while I live. This love of theirs myself have often seen, haply when they have judged me fast asleep, and oftentimes have purposed to forbid Sir Valentine her company and my court. But fearing lest my jealous aim might err, and so unworthily disgrace the man, a rashness that I ever yet have shunned, I gave him gentle looks, thereby to find that which thyself hast now disclosed to me. And that thou mayst perceive my fear of this, knowing that tender youth is soon suggested, I nightly lodge her in an upper tower, the key whereof myself have ever kept, and thence she cannot be conveyed away. No, noble lord, they have devised a mean how he her chamber window will ascend, and with a corded ladder fetch her down, for which the youthful lover now is gone, and this way comes he with it presently, where... If it please you, you may intercept him. But, good my lord, do it so cunningly that my discovery be not aimed at. For love of you, not hate unto my friend, hath made me publisher of this pretense. Upon mine honor, he shall never know that I had any light from thee of this. Adieu, my lord. Sir Valentine is coming. Sir Valentine, whither away so fast? Please it, your grace, there is a messenger that stays to bear my letters to my friends, and I am going to deliver them. Be they of much import? Uh, the tenor of them doth but signify my health and happy being at your court. Nay, then, no matter. Stay with me a while. I am to break with thee of some affairs that touch me near, wherein thou must be secret. Tis not unknown to thee that I have sought to match my friend Sertorio to my daughter. I know it well, my lord, and sure the match were rich and honorable. Uh, besides, the gentleman is full of virtue, bounty, worth, and <sighs> qualities beseeming such a wife as your fair daughter. Cannot your grace win her to fancy him? No, trust me, she is peevish, sullen, forward, proud, disobedient, stubborn, lacking duty, neither regarding that she is my child, nor fearing me as if I were her father. And may I say to thee, 
This pride of hers, upon advice, had drawn my love from her, and where I thought the remnant of mine age should have been cherished by her childlike duty, I am now full resolved to take a wife and turn her out to who will take her in. Then let her beauty be her wedding dower, for me and my possessions she esteems not. What would your grace have me do in this? There is a lady in Verona here whom I affect, but she is nice and coy and not esteems my aged eloquence. Now, therefore, I would have thee to my tutor, for long agone I have forgot to court, besides the fashion of the time is changed, how and which way I may bestow myself to be regarded in her sun-bright eye. Win her with gifts if she respects not words. Uh, dumb jewels often in their silent kind, more than quick words do to move a woman's mind. But she did scorn a present that I send her. A woman sometimes scorns what best contents her. Not send her another, never give her o'er, for scorn at first makes after love the more. If she do frown, tis not in need of you, but rather to beget more love in you. If, if she do try, tis not to have gone, for why the fools are mad if left alone. Uh, take no repulse, whatever she doth say. For get you gone, she doth not mean away. Flatter and praise, command, extol their graces, though ne'er so black say they have angels' faces. That man that hath a tongue, I say, is no man, if with his tongue he cannot win a... But she, I mean, is promised by her friends unto a youthful gentleman of worth, and kept severely from resort of men that no man hath access by day to her. Why, then, I would resort to her by night. Ay, but the doors be locked, and the keys kept safe, that no man hath recourse to her by night. What lets but one may enter at her window? The chamber is aloft far from the ground, and built so shelving that one cannot climb it without apparent hazard of his life. Why, then, a ladder quaintly made of cords to cast up with a pair of anchoring hooks would serve to scale another hero's tower, so bold Leander would adventure it. Now, as thou art a gentleman of blood, advise me where I may have such a ladder. When would you use it? Pray, sir, tell me that. This very night. For love is like a child that longs for everything that he can come by. By seven o'clock, I'll get you such a laugh. But hark ye, I will go to her alone. How shall I best convey the ladder thither? It will be light, my lord, that you may bear it under a cloak that is of any length. A cloak as long as thine will serve the turn? Hi, my good lord. Then let me see thy cloak. I'll get me one of such another length. Oh, why, any cloak will serve the turn, my lord. How shall I fashion me to wear a cloak? I pray thee, let me feel thy cloak upon me. What letter is this same? What's here? To Sylvia. 
and here an engine fit for my proceeding. I'll be so bold to break the seal for once. My thoughts do harbor with my Sylvia nightly, and slaves they are to me that send them flying. Oh, could their master come and goes as lightly, himself would lodge where senseless they are lying. My herald thoughts in thy pure bosom rest them, while I, <laughs> their king, that thither them importune, do curse the grace that with such grace hath blessed them, because myself do want my servants' fortune. I curse myself, for they are sent by me, that they should harbor where their lord should be. What's here? Sylvia, this night I will enfranchise thee. Tis so. And here's the ladder for the purpose. Why, Phaeton, for thou art Mirop's son, wilt thou aspire to guide the heavenly car, and with thy darling folly burn the world? Will thou reach stars because they shine on thee? Go, base intruder, overweening slave. Bestow thy fawning smiles on equal mates, and think my patience more than thy desert is privilege for thy departure hence. Thank me for this more than for all the favors which all too much I have bestowed on thee. But if thou linger in my territories longer than swiftest expedition, will give thee time to leave our royal court. By heaven, my wrath shall far exceed the love I ever bore my daughter or thyself. Be gone! I will not hear thy vain excuse, and as thou lovest thy life, make speed from hence. And why not death, rather than living torment? To die is to be banished from myself, and Sylvia is myself. Banished from her is self from self, a deadly banishment. What light is light if Sylvia be not seen? What joy is joy if Sylvia be not by, unless it be to think that she is by and feed upon the shadow of perfection. Except I be by Sylvia in the night, there is no music in the nightingale. Unless I look on Sylvia in the day, there is no day for me to look upon. She is my essence and I leave to be if I be not by her fair influence fostered, illumined, cherished, kept alive. I fly not death to fly his deadly doom. Tarry I here, I but attend on death, but fly I hence, I fly away from life. Run, boy, run, run and seek him out. So ho, so ho. What seest thou? Him we go to find. There's not a hair on's head, but tis a valentine. Valentine? No. Who then? His spirit? Neither. What then? Nothing. Can nothing speak? Master, shall I strike? Who wouldst thou strike? Nothing. Villain, forbear. Why, sir, I'll strike nothing, I pray you. Sirrah, I say, forbear. Friend Valentine, a word. My ears are stopped and cannot hear good news. So much of bad already hath possessed them. Then in dumb silence will I bury mine, for they are harsh, untunable, and bad. Is Sylvia dead? No, Valentine. 
No valentine indeed for sacred Sylvia. Hath she forsworn me? No valentine. No valentine if Sylvia hath forsworn me. What is your news? Sir, there is a proclamation that you are vanished. That thou art banished, oh, that's the news, from hence, from Sylvia and from me, thy friend. I've fed upon this woe already. And now excess of it will make me surfeit. Doth Sylvia know that I am banished? Aye, aye, and she hath offered to the doom, which unreversed stands in effectual force, a sea of melting pearl which some call tears. Those at her father's churlish feet she tendered. With them, upon her knees, her humble self, wringing her hands, whose whiteness so became them, as if but now they waxed pale for woe. But neither bended knees, pure hands held up, sad sighs, deep groans, nor silver-shedding tears could penetrate her uncompassionate sire. But Valentine, if he be tain, must die. Besides, her intercession chafed him so when she for thy repeal was suppliant, that to close prison he commanded her, with many bitter threats of biding there. No more! unless the next word that thou speakest have some malignant power upon my life. If so, I pray thee breathe it in mine ear as ending anthems to my endless dollar. Cease to lament for that thou canst not help, and study help for that which thou lamentst. Time is the nurse and breeder of all good. Here, if thou stay, thou canst not see thy love. Besides, thy staying will abridge thy life. Hope is a lover's staff. Walk hence with that, and manage it against despairing thoughts. Thy letters may be here, though thou art hence, which, being writ to me, shall be delivered even in the milk-white bosom of thy love. The time now serves not to expostulate. Come, I'll convey thee through the city gate, and ere I part with thee, confer at large of all that may concern thy love affairs. As thou lovest Sylvia, though not for thyself, regard thy danger, and along with me. I pray thee, Lance, and if thou seest my boy, bid him make haste and meet me at the north gate. Go, Sira, find him out. Come, Valentine. Oh, my dear Sylvia! Oh, hapless Valentine! I am but a fool, look you, and yet I have the wit to think my master is a kind of a knave. But that's all one, if he be but one knave. He lives not now that knows me to be in love. Yet I am in love, but a team of horse shall not pluck that from me, nor who tis I love. And yet tis a woman, <laughs> but what woman I will not tell myself. And yet tis a milkmaid, yet tis not a maid, for she hath had gossips. Yet tis a maid, for she is her master's maid and serves the wages. She hath more qualities. <laughs> than a water spaniel, which is much in a bare Christian. Here is the catalog of her condition. Imprimus she can fetch and carry. Why, a horse can do no more. Nay, a horse cannot fetch, but only carry. Therefore, she is better than a jade. Oh, item, she can milk. Look you, a sweet virtue and a maid with clean hands. How now, Signor Lance? What news with your mastership? With my master's ship? Why, it is at sea. 
Well, your old vice still. Mistake the word. What news then in your paper? The blackest news that ever thou heardst. Why, man? How black? Why, as black as ink. Let me read them. By any jolthead, thou canst not read. Thou liest, I can. Oh, I will try thee. Tell me this, who begot thee? Mary, the son of my grandfather. Oh, illiterate loiterer. It was the son of thy grandmother. This proves that thou canst not read. Come, fool, come. Try me in thy paper. There. And Saint Nicholas be thy speed. In primus, she can milk. Aye, that she can. Item. She brews good ale. And thereof comes the proverb, blessing of your heart, you brew good ale. Item, she can sew. That's as much as to say, can she sew? Item, she can knit. What need a man care for a stock with a wench when she can knit him a stock? Item, she can wash and scour. A special virtue, for then she need not be washed and scoured. Item, she can spin. Then may I set the world on wheels when she can spin for a living. Item, she hath many nameless virtues. That's as much as to say bastard virtues that indeed know not their fathers and therefore have no names. Here follow her vices. A close at the heels of her virtues. Item, she is not to be fasting in respect of her breath. Well that fault may be mended with a breakfast. Read on. Item, she hath a sweet mouth. That makes amends for her sour breath. Item, she doth talk in her sleep. It's no matter for that, so she sleep not in her talk. Item, she is slow in words. Oh, villain, that sat down among her vices? To be slow in words is a woman's only virtue. I pray thee, outwith, and place it for her chief virtue. Item, she is proud. Go oh, out with that, too. It was Eve's legacy and cannot be tamed from her. Item, she hath no teeth. Oh, I care not for that neither, because I love crusts. Item, she is cursed. Well, the best is she hath no teeth to bite. Item, she will often praise her liquor. If her liquor be good, she shall. If she will not, I will, for good things should be praised. Item. She is too liberal. Of her tongue she cannot, for that's writ down she is slow of. Of her purse she shall not, for that I'll keep shut. Now of another thing she may, and that I cannot help. Well, proceed. Item. She hath more hair than wit, and more faults than hairs, and more wealth than faults. Oh, stop there. I'll have her. She was mine and not mine twice or thrice in that last article. Rehearse that once more. Item, she hath more hair than wit. More hair than wit, it may be, I'll prove it. The cover of the salt hides the salt and therefore is more than the salt. And the hair that covers the wit, it is more than the wit, for the greater hides the less. What's next? And more faults than hairs. That's monstrous. Oh, that were out. And more wealth than faults. What? That word makes the faults gracious. Well, I'll have her. And if it be a match, as nothing is impossible. What then? Why? Then I will tell thee that thy master stays for thee at the north gate. For me? For thee. I who art thou? He hath stayed for a better man than thee. And must I go to him? Thou must run to him, for thou hast stayed so long that going will scarce serve the turn. Why didst not tell me sooner? Pox of your love letters. Now will he be swinged for reading my letter. An unmannerly slave that will thrust himself into secrets. 
I'll after to rejoice in the boy's correction. <laughs>